For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. How's it going? It's also a Friday, so it's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and the most delicious roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So we'll tell you more about the food a little later on this morning, but get texting now who you are and where you are to 86 First bunch of shout outs just before 10 this morning. Uh, Rory talking about sports this morning. We have an update on our Skeena Skola final um, um, from Wednesday. Sorry, from yesterday. Wednesday's programme was trying to chase down a bus for the North Mon hurlers to get a lift down to the Skeena Skola Premier hurling final against Glasheen. And we got Carney's coaches on board and they picked up the team yesterday morning to cut a long story short, unfortunately, for the Mon. They lost in spite of our best efforts getting them down there in style in a coach. They got, as the fellow said, they got a bit of a bad baiting from Glasheen boys. 6-3 to 1-4 yesterday. So commiserations with the Mon, but congratulations to Glasheen. That was like a north side, south side clash. And Glasheen won and they won well. And they should celebrate. Congratulations. Um, meanwhile, the papers this morning just love the sunshine. Slap on the sunscreen. Get those bikinis out. I will so. <laughs> Sun worshippers uh, flocking to the beaches, house parties, barbecues, sports venues all weekend long, the long weather. That's just lovely. And of course, lots of 99s. What would you pay for a small 99, lads? I'd pay 250 for a big jumbo one. But somebody sent me a photograph earlier in the week of somebody who got a small little tiny one for €2.50. And I thought, no, nah, that's a bit on the old steep side now. I mean, you, you, you know, like, I have got jumbo ones, massive things like towers and then a flake on the top and for 250 I think that's as much you should play, pay for them but they need to be very big so what would you pay for a, a 99 um, you know just a, an average size one and don't be saying 99 cent those days are well gone text 0868104106 so sun worshippers in for a long spell of warm and dry weather highs in some parts of the country 22 degrees according to the mirror things are hotting up they're saying in fact uh, the star this morning looks at the pe- people's memories their holiday memories they did a survey saying what are the top 10 moments to enjoy on your break uh, you know what are the things that you bring back the memories of where you were well apparently number one is drink food the drink and the food with a good view. That's the number one. Drinking and eating with a good view. Now, that could be a sunset or on the water or with a beautiful mountain backdrop or a beautiful partner across the table from you. Number two, watching the sunrise and sunset, which is actually quite true. When you go overseas and you have sun holidays, don't you love the sunsets? They're absolutely gorgeous, particularly in countries where the sun shines all of the time. Um, and another one or two is, you know, things like, um, you know, visiting famous landmarks or swimming in the sea or, you know, um, you know, animals in habitat and stuff like that. But I just love those kind of stories because we're talking about holidays. Massive response yesterday to my question as to if Cork Airport were to announce, and I'm not saying that they are announcing uh, anything new, but, you know, they, they're going from strength to strength, don't get me wrong. But I was asking yesterday, if there was to be a new flight out of Cork Airport, where would you like it to be? Huge response to that. And I have the result of all of those texts. And indeed, I have the top three. Now, I'm going to share all of that um, on Facebook and Twitter 
um, at midday today. Claire's going to look after all of that and get in touch with Cork Airport because I'd like to talk with Cork Airport next week on the subject. Uh, so more on that. There's all the weather-related stories for you. Can I just stop for a second because I'm getting a lot of texts from people wondering what is going on at Cork Airport, text after text after text. And I know little about it apart from some kind of an emergency. Uh, I'm waiting on a response from uh, Cork Airport's press department this morning, but I know Paul Burns, Southern Correspondent with Virgin Media News, is across it. Uh, and he's at the airport, I believe, as we speak. So, Paul, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for stopping by. What I'm hearing now, actually, is that the airport is saying it's not as bad as perhaps people might think. But what's it about? No, thankfully. Um, basically, just after half seven this morning, uh, airport was notified a French military plane. Uh, they called that a May Day that there was a fire on board. There was 19 uh, military personnel on board this uh, aircraft and uh, the emergency services were alerted. They were put on standby. The plane landed just before 10 past 8 this morning. Now a full emergency response uh, swung into place and um, once the plane touched down, the emergency services uh, raced to where the plane had landed. It actually landed near the cargo area uh, at Cork Airport. Luckily, there was nobody injured. The plane landed safely. My understanding is that it was some type of canister um, possibly exploded at the rear of the plane and that the plane became engulfed in smoke. So nobody was taking any chances. But in fairness, all the emergency services worked extremely well together. A full plan, all these exercises, you know, they, they, ex- they train morning, noon and night for these type of situations. And all the training paid off today because once that plane touched down, those emergency services, the guards, the ambulance service and all the crews from Cork City Fire Brigade, as course, as well as the fire crews from the airport swung into action mm. and landed right outside the plane. Everybody disembarked, and luckily everybody was safe and sound. Mm. Also, the lucky that they were reasonably close to an airport, right? Oh, they were they were extremely close. I don't know where they were actually flying to at the time, but uh, Cork Airport was obviously the nearest place for landing, and and they landed safely. And um, the airport, my understanding is, did close for a period of time, but has since reopened, and uh, all is well. Mm. Mm. I think the, I think the the call is pan pan. I think is that for fire? Is that what they say? That's right. Uh, I suppose, look, to you and I, it's May Day. You know, we, yeah. we see it in the movies, May Day, May Day. Uh, but Pantan is for fire. And, um, you know, look, it, it could have been a major disaster. But obviously the pilots and the crew on board that military uh, aircraft today were taking no chances. And thankfully they had... Uh, well-trained emergency services here in Cork to deal with any um, consequences. Yeah, if I'm, to, if I'm to believe what I'm seeing this morning, uh, we also managed to harvest and put together 10 squad cars that headed to the airport as well, um, which is a fairly handy amount of squad cars, don't you think? But you never know, I suppose. It could have been... Yeah, been, I mean, I, those, those squad cars could have come from Carrigaline, could have come from, you know, um, north side, south side, from east or west Cork. All... Um, units would have been requested like this was a full emergency exercise our emergency plan was put in place and everybody responded and and, and that's what happens you know so I mean um, hats off to the emergency services to, who, who uh, took part in today and thankfully as I said no injuries no loss of life and um, I'm sure that plane will take off 
later this afternoon and the airport is back uh, to normal. And I know that the airport wouldn't take any chances. I don't mean to dwell on this much longer, but of course we do know uh, from 2011 of the tragic loss of life uh, at Cork Airport where many people died on the Manx 2 commuter flight from Belfast. You had 10 passengers and two crew on board. So I imagine a lot was learned from that, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. And I mean, again, as I said a while ago, um, these emergency services, they train, you know, all of the time um, in the event of something like this happening. But again, unfortunately, there was a loss of life in the Banks aircraft a couple of years ago, but the emergency services did all they could to prevent, um, you know, as many lives being lost as possible. You know, they went there, they cut out the bodies, they they helped the rescued, uh, the survivors. You know, it was an, an amazing operation. And that's what they're trained for, and that's what they're, that, as Roy T might say, that's their job, and they that's do it. it. They that's do it bloody well, well. Okay, you know? well said. Thank you for that. Paul Byrne at the scene yeah. of Cork Airport this morning. Appreciate you taking the call, Paul Byrne, Southern Correspondent with Virgin Media News. And of course, uh, I did mention the fact that six people did die in that Cork plane crash back in 2011. Uh, text 0868104106. Uh, it's a very hostile environment, they're saying now, in uh, Irish and indeed Cork hospitals. It's a front page of Making the Echo today with the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation saying that it's all down to overcrowding and in Cork hospitals has created this hostile environment where frontline workers are left to deal with all of the patients' frustrations. And talking about being frustrated, I'm frustrated. Um, I'm frustrated with a headline that makes this morning's mail today where health staff are being asked to, and this is inverted commas, volunteer uh, for bank holiday and weekend work. Now, you'd say something about bank holidays. You'd think that they could get some kind of a roster together. But volunteering for weekend work, in all fairness, don't you think that our health service should be a seven-day, 24-7 service uh, and not Monday to Friday, 9 to 5? Are they suggesting that people shouldn't get a heart attack on the weekend or what? But the new boss of the HSE is now pleading with healthcare staff to volunteer for weekend work to avoid the dreadful position hospitals were left in on the last bank holiday weekend. Now, I know that um, newspapers love headlines and they don't always represent the truth. So if you're in healthcare, I'd love your thoughts on that as to why anybody would be pleading with staff to go to work in a healthcare facility on the weekend. Um, See that freak accident up the country, actually. It's very sad. Um, I hope that the man is okay literally walking down the street and down on top of his head falls a pile of falling bricks, a freak accident in the centre of Dundalk and indeed we can talk about accidents like that on Side over the years with some of our older business, uh, businesses and buildings inside in Cork City. Papers also this morning are talking um, from the courts with regards to a drunk cyclist he was, he was so drunk as he was cycling home that a member of the public stopped him because of his concerns he, and he, he said he was going to bring his bike to uh, the Garda station. It's a story of a fellow called Patrick O'Callaghan from Monkstown. Apparently he was off the road, according to his solicitor. He was d- disqualified anyway from driving. And that's why uh, he was uh, that's why he was cycling. Uh, but it was the way he behaved when the Gardaí got involved. And he called in the guard an effer and a P-R-I-C-K and things like that. Um, but it's uh, an interesting one because before the court yesterday, because you can be convicted for drink driving, on a bicycle, on a push bike. And he was convicted and fined €400 Euro for his threatening behaviour uh, and also the drunkenness uh, and also in charge of the bike being taken into consideration. Another one or two that are interesting is the Marina Market and those behind it make this morning's echo because you know that they were, you know, that they've been, there are all sorts of issues with regards to their planning permission application, which has been refused. 
But they're now saying they cannot really understand why it would have been refused and it's still fixable. And I think an awful lot of people would be happy if it was sorted because you know what? You don't want to lose it really, do you? Because it is such a, an attraction to many people, uh, particularly families or indeed young people or people who just like good food or also have to say people with dogs because dogs are very welcome too. Uh, and somebody that was uh, very welcome for a number of years hosting the Late Late Show will have his Late Late Show tonight after 14 years in the hot seat and all the papers are talking about Ryan Tuberty. I've had the time of my life, he says on the front page of The Sun. They call him the greatest Late Late Showman. Nice guy, good guy, absolutely brilliant in fairness, but I don't think you'd say he was the greatest late, late showman. That would have to be, without a doubt, a fear of contradiction, Gay Byrne. But the examiner's got a lovely half page today as the lights go down on tubs. And they talk about the some of the bigger stories from the late, late down through the years. And they talk about his interview with Vicky Phelan, his interview with Charlie Bird, um, bringing Adam King to our notice on a national scale, his interview with Catherine Corliss, a fearless woman. Uh, also, um, the story that he did with regards to um, um, France, well, the kind of lighthearted ones. Apparently, there was one where Francis ben- Brennan was teaching people how to fold a duvet. There was another one where Russell Crowe apparently was singing a song and the audience started clapping along and he stopped and he said, if you're going to clap, clap in time. Although he said it in an Australian accent. If you can't clap in time, just shut up. That's the Australians for you. And then there was one or two more, including Liam Neeson's appearance on the 50th anniversary, where people were saying that he had a few bevies on board. <laughs> when Gay Byrne did the Late Late Show, there was a lot of bevy on board way back in the day. From the green room and what have you. People would talk, talk about that though. But they, they keep on digging away at Patrick Keelty. Uh, I don't know what it is like. They just seem to get their teeth into people. Uh, but the Red Tops this morning talk about Keelty saying, I have no plans to quit the day job. I mean, why would he like? like why would you even be thinking about quitting a, a radio program? Because you're doing a Friday night television show. But this isn't funny any longer now. I know we had a good laugh with it yesterday with regards to Gardy going to uh, Disney. Um, People yesterday, and I did meet some people saying, were you serious yesterday morning when you were talking about the fact that Irish Gardaí are going to Disneyland in Paris to help Irish tourists who might be in trouble? Uh, and I said, yeah. And they're saying, listen, this is insane, man. We need Gardaí on the beat in Ireland. We need Gardaí in patrol cars in Ireland. We do not need Irish Gardaí in Disneyland. Uh, so it continues to make the papers this morning because it might have been a bit of a laugh yesterday. Uh, but people are saying, this is just not funny. This is seriously taking the Mickey Mouse. So your thoughts on that are welcome. You, know, you talk about comedy, actually. Uh, Tommy Tiernan's just, uh, well, he's been, it's been reported. It's not that he came out and said it, but that uh, his chat show and his podcast, didn't know there was that much money in podcasting, <laughs> but he's made 1.1 million. Uh, well, you could almost say 1.2 million pay packet with himself and his wife's account. The new accounts are out now. 1.2 million wadcast, apparently, in a calendar year. Get podcasting, guys. There's a rake of cash in it, apparently. Uh, and the papers also this morning, I was telling you earlier in the week, of insurance companies raising their prices. Uh, you know, um, it's like a bus. One comes along, they all come along. This morning, unfortunately, yet more price increases. There isn't a day goes by. And it's Virgin Media who have decided that they're going to increase their broad get their broadband and their TV packages. Uh, it's getting even more expensive. Um, so it'll go up by about 50 euro a year and undoubtedly others will follow. All you got to do is have one to go and then the rest of them. And of course, the disgraceful situation of the GA and RTE is still not resolved. And I don't know if they're ever going to back down with this uh, GAA Go, GAGO, the joint venture between RTE and the GAA. These matches should be free. 
whether it's hurling or football, but people have to pay €12 to watch a single game. And there are many places in rural Ireland when the broadband is far from good. In fact, it's shocking. Oh, by the way, if you want to have a very, very smart and intelligent child with a very high IQ, here is how to do it. Uh, I addressed this to uh, women listening to this programme. Women who are trying to get pregnant may help the nation's IQ if they adopt a diet that's rich in eggs and seaweed. So you must eat lots of eggs and lots of seaweed. I don't think a seaweed bath would qualify, uh, but you've got to get lots of seaweed into your diet, apparently, before conception. And if you do that, you'll have an Albert Einstein on your hands, so you will. Neil Prendamil, Gold Imro Award winner for Speech Broadcaster of the Year. Cork's Red FM. There's one or two more lighthearted ones. I love the story about Dolly Parton backing the town of Listowel. The town of Listowel is trying to attempt to um, bring together the largest ever gathering of people dressed like Dolly Parton. And she's put up a prize, apparently. Dolly Parton's big big into it, and she's up for it. She says, it's a world record attempt. She says that she is going to give... Is she going to give away her uh, a big, huge camper van that she uses, apparently? Uh, her tour bus. She's given a, a 10,000 euro stay in her tour bus uh, for whoever wins it. Um, anyway, that's a story that makes the papers stay. And there's one final one, if you are a redhead. Um, apparently, they say that redheads uh, may struggle with the colour of their hair but it gets easier to get older. And if you're a redhead and you don't like the colour of your hair, don't worry about it. You'll be happy with it by the time you're 20. 20 comes along, all will be well. So hang in there. And I know we, we spoke in the past many times about redheads. There was even a redhead festival down in Cronin's in Crosshaven for many, many years. It was a good laugh. Anyway, text 0868104106. I want to go back to a story from yesterday morning. We started yesterday with Gahandri on the air telling us the tale. Very, very sad story which she, which she shared very openly about her son Chinook. Uh, we were talking about one or two particular incidents in his life that led to very bad meltdowns. A very bad one this week where they ended up in South Dock. He had very serious head injuries. Uh, it was very sad listening. But if you were listening, uh, um, you will know that we were talking also about the fact that he is years now uh, on waiting lists, uh, waiting lists uh, and he needs an awful lot of help. He needs psychological intervention, he needs occupational therapist interventional intervention, nothing ever happens. He just sits on this list like many other parents. It's a very passionate uh, conversation with Gahandri yesterday. And afterwards, um, things started to happen. And Gahandri joins me briefly by phone again this morning. Gahandri, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Thank you again for yesterday morning. I think it might oh, have made, I think it might have made a difference. Oh, I'm telling you, like, uh, I just got a call in the afternoon uh, to say that uh, I have an appointment with uh, the psychologist and the social worker on the 15th of June. So that's like really good news. Isn't like, it? Really, really. I mean, like, this is a three-year struggle and like I had to come on, <laughs> talk to you to kind of get that. Uh, oh, you know, I'm, so, gl- I'm so, so glad it managed to oh. expedite things. It seems to make a huge difference, you know, come oh, on the God. air, tell your I story. Mean, even, yeah. Exactly. When just to kind of get that news is just such a relief. Like, I mean, still we have all the meltdowns, even now he's having a bit of a meltdown, but you know, it's just like, there's something to look forward to. So, yeah, it, it's does it come as a great relief to you? Most you must have a pep oh, in your step. Oh, I'm telling you, it's just like okay, we have something. We have like you know some kind of yeah. uh, help, and yeah. uh, like yeah. now, yeah. They, like yeah, there's hope. There's some kind of a plan coming together and a exactly. path. Now, I yeah. know that others who are listening, of course will be very, very happy for you, but also yeah. will continue to be frustrated and disappointed for themselves. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, what what would you say to other people oh, who haven't been? Don't give up, yeah. please. Don't give up. Like you, you have no idea. Like you just have kind of basically you have brought in a little Einstein into this world. We just need to help them out, and they will make a difference in this world. That's all I can say. That's my theory in life, and that's uh, okay. you know. Okay. Well, I'm so. I, I'm so, I mean, on one hand, I'm delighted for you. But on the other hand, I'm kind of very disappointed that it would take somebody having to come on in the air, tell the story, share their incidents yeah. with, 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 you know, in your case with Chinook, to be yeah. heard and listened to, um, you know, and, yeah. then the, and, th- and then those involved in it actually get involved and reach out to you. It shouldn't have to yeah. be that way, but unfortunately... Exactly. That's what happened yesterday. But look, um, exactly. I'm very happy for you. Glad oh, thank to... you so much, Not Neil. Like, you have no idea how like how happy I am today. But thank you. It's all because of you. And thank you so, so You're much. You're more than welcome. I'm glad to have been part of it. And I wish you the very best going forward. And to Chinook as well. So Do stay in touch, though, Gahandri. All right? I will. I will. I will. Definitely, okay. I will. All <laughs> the best. So have a good weekend. All right. Yeah. Something to look forward to and a nice bit of weather and sunshine as well uh, for the weekend. So that'll lift your heart. Unfortunately, it shouldn't have to be that way. All too often it is. That saddens me in many regards. But I'm happy for for Gahandri and indeed for Chinook and for the rest of the family. Text 0868104106. Lads, back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106. Red FM. To those of you that did text yesterday with regards to waiting for services for children, and I see one here. My son is waiting 12 years for services. 12 years. Um, I will come back to that and those texts in a few minutes' time because I won't. Other, if I don't read them out, it would be disrespectful to people who have got enough on their plate as it is trying to get the services they need for their children at the same time. Then the front of the mail is asking staff within the health system, would you mind going to work at the weekends? My God almighty, you tear your hair out when you hear stories like that. Aidan, good morning. Am I pronouncing your name right? Uh, it's Aideen. Aideen. <laughs> when you know I'd get it wrong, Aideen. Listen, I'm used to it. Yeah, you're, you are used to it, but you're not used to what happened to you there recently. No. You're lucky to be alive. I know, yeah. Okay, yeah, now this is from a few days back, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. last Saturday, yeah. You were driving from Ardmore towards Yall. Were you in and around the bypass? We were on the bypass, yeah. yeah. Who was in the car? Um, my partner was driving and the two kids were in the back. So Jack would be five. Now this weekend and Sonny is two. And I was in the passenger seat. Round about half eight. Coming back from a day and night. Yeah. Were you on the beach or were you having a bit of fun? We were, um, we were down in Tremore in the Marys. Lovely. Okay. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. So we were driving down and um, a silver, I didn't know the car now, but it happened so fast. But we, it turned out this a Toyota Avensis, a silver one, was coming towards us. And next thing you know, we just heard a smash. Um, the windscreen was completely covered, so uh, Corey was trying to get it off the windscreen, but like we didn't know it was egg, obviously, so it was just getting worse. Um, and he kind of said, he goes, was that an egg? And we were, I was like, sure, not we were thinking, like, surely there's no one as reckless to do that, like, because we were doing 100 kilometres, they were probably doing that, if not more. And then it was the next day, then um, I checked the car and my whole headlight was completely smashed. That's obviously what the smash was. Um, I went to the Middleton Guards then and they said that happened to somebody else um, in and around nine o'clock, the same road, but they couldn't do anything unless they had a reg. So I would know a couple of people in and around y'all. So I kind of figured, look, I'll throw up on my Instagram, my Facebook. Surely yeah. someone would know, yeah. recognise the car or, or something um, or dash cam footage. And um, actually, including myself, it's been seven people it's happened to. 
Um, and like that, now they all went to the guards, pretty much got no satisfaction. A couple of people got a partial reg, um, but that was how partial was, though? How partial? Um, it was an O six CE. Um, okay, so say no, of, say no more than that. But O six CE is a Clare reg, yeah. right? Yes. So yeah, this is an O yeah. six CE Clare Toyota Vensus. Still, yeah, probably ever, not yeah. enough, is it? What is it? Still probably not enough to identify the... No, 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 no. Do you know, when that egg hit the windscreen and you're travelling at the legal limit 100 kilometres an hour, was Corey's vision inhibited? Like, could he see the road in front? Yeah. No, it was like, it completely... Like, the minute he turned on the wipers, to clear it with the water, it just got worse because it was thick, you know? Um, Like, if it was me driving, I automatically would have swerved straight away you know but he didn't he just kind of slowed right down um, so like luckily it was him because if it was me it probably would be a total different but he couldn't story, see no. through the windscreen no no he couldn't see through the windscreen at all no I'm, abs- I'm, I'm speechless at that yeah anybody could be yeah. so brain dead to do something like that. that that's exactly what I said yeah we couldn't believe it like and we were thinking like once more people kind of came out and, and replied to me and said it happened to me, it happened to me. I was thinking like it was all in around that road and I was like they must be just doing a loop. You know you can kind of go up and around y'all and back onto it again. I goes they must be doing a loop but then it turns out that they got a pedestrian, they got a man with a dog, it's the man and the dog. They got um, a motorcyclist in the head with a helmet. Um, they got another lady coming out of Cove on Monday um, they got who has you now they got another girl and she has like a carbon fiber on it or something and she says it's going to cost her three grand to fix it. So carbon fiber what? A carbon fiber bonnet. Her bonnet so, the, like, so the power of one egg smashed I've seen mm. the video, smashed through your front right headline headlight. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Some power behind it. Yeah, I mean, if you wouldn't believe the smash off it. Like, I actually screamed in the car because I was thinking, what the hell was that? And my eldest in the back, Jack, was like, what was that, mum? And, like, poor, he did say, was that an egg? And I said, no, because he really just didn't believe it was an egg. And also the colour of it was, like, bright yellow. And um, I said to Jack, he was like, what was that, mum? And I said, I have no idea. And then the next day, then he happened to be, like, you can see the reflection in the video, he happened to be with me when I spotted it first. And he said, what happened? And I said, there's just very, very silly people out there. Now, so you came, you, so Corey came to a full stop, right? Okay. No, he kind of slowed the whole way down until it was cleared. So he probably went down to probably about 40 cameras, I'd say. But luckily, there was no one in front of us, no one behind us. It was literally just the, the two cars on the road, fortunately. So let's walk through this, from the, through the, the brain or whatever mm-hmm. kind of a bird brain that they have of those yeah. in the Toyota Avensis. They're driving along on the Toyota Avensis, right? And they decide... This would be a great laugh now. We will roll the windows down and we'll do loops and we'll throw eggs at cars, right? And yeah. we'll, try and mi- we'll try and hit the windscreen, right? So that when mm-hmm. the eggs hit the windscreen, the driver won't be able to see through the windscreen. The car will crash and everybody in the car will die. That'll be yeah. a great laugh, laugh, lads. Let's go and do that. Yeah, and to do it more than once. Like, like that happened to me now on the Saturday and I think it happened to at least three people, including me, in the Saturday. It happened to more people on the Sunday. And then someone in my work that I never even knew saw my post came up to me on Monday and it said it happened to her coming out of Cove. So I was like, what, Cove? But yeah, it happened to her and the van behind her yeah. as well. You, yeah. Are you angry? I was fuming when it happened. Do you know what now? I wasn't even angry for me. I was angry because 
my kids are in the car. Like, that could have been a whole lot worse, do you know? But um, I'm kind of over it now. I was kind of a bit frustrated, all right, that I got no satisfaction from the guards. Like, none of us says that happened to us. But then, you know, you kind of have to understand, like, it's like a needle in a haystack with a partial reg. You know, you could be there forever. But I was thinking then, like, a lot of people suggested, surely, like, there's, you know, like a petrol station around, around there that they CCTV because nearly everyone seems to have a time, do you know? Well, there's certainly a few of them within the space of the same hour on Saturday evening. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, I'd be encouraging, far be it from me, but I'd be encouraging Cove Gardaí to hone in on that couple of hours and to um, do some random checks on CCTV in different areas, say, for instance, of of Yall, petrol stations, approach roads, prominent businesses that have CCTV. Just sit down and do a bit of scrolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I don't even think that they're thinking, as in the people who threw the eggs, like I was saying there, even if they sent an unmarked car and parked there, you know, like they wouldn't even think because clearly they're not of the phone exit moving cars. Do you know what I mean? I'd love to find this car and the characters in it. I really would. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, apparently. Yeah, who's selling it? Yeah, go on. Apparently they're fully grown men as well. I initially thought that they were teenagers, but uh, more than one person that happened to said, no, they're fully grown men, which is even more frightening. They're trying to kill people. That's what they're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. I'd say they're not even thinking of the consequences of it. Like it's it's absolutely mind blowing. Like Um Silver Hatchback Toyota Avensis zero six C E. And a ladder hanging out the back is what a lot of people said. A what? A ladder hanging out the back. Oh the back window, is it? Uh, I don't know if it's the boot now or the back window, right, okay. I assume it's okay. the back so okay. it's the boot. But wouldn't it be great to find that car and get the full reg of it? Oh, I'd love it. <laughs> you would love it. My head yeah. I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see if anybody out there might be able to give us the full reg here or who these characters are or where they're from. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Silver hatchback Toyota event. Definitely a Toyota Vences, right? Yeah. Everyone okay. seems to be saying Toyota Vences. Yeah. 06 CE. Yeah. Um, and who's selling them the eggs then? They're clearly, if no. well, you know, if they're grown men, they can buy them if they're kids. You know, mm-hmm. like. I have no idea. But the, the shells now and all, if I didn't know if it was an egg, the shells of the egg are actually lodged at the very top of my headlight, do you know? So, and there was definitely more than one because one hit the windscreen, one hit the, he- the headlight. As far as I know, it could be more now. Yeah, they're, they're like to do this. They're clearly going in somewhere and buying many, many eggs. Wouldn't you think that would be an alert oh, to somebody, oh, somebody buying so, yeah. a few yeah. dozen eggs? Anyway, yeah. listen, um, let me talk to David here, but uh, you can hold on if you wish because something similar happened to him. It happened last weekend. Uh, David, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning. Last Monday, Neil, it happened. Can you hear me? I can. Tell me all about it. Right, going out of COVID last Monday at around 3.20... It's actually a gold Toyota Vences, but the same thing with the ladder hanging out the booth. Gold? And passenger, gold. It's a gold Toyota Vences. I actually did a U-turn and was able to follow him and get the full reg. Okay, and so don't give out the full reg on the air, but do you have the full no, reg? I want, I want. I do, I have the full reg, and that's been passed on to Cove Garda, Garda Michael Collins. Ah, yeah, I, I, actually don't even want, I actually don't even want to know the name of the yeah. guard, so just you're telling me that you then yeah. got the full reg. They, they, they hit your car, yeah. what happened? It's onto the windscreen, and one hit the side, they threw two eggs, so I cleared it, and I was able to do a U-turn and follow them back into Cove, and they headed up towards Rushbrook Manor. 
I took a picture and a video of the car from behind them. Okay, and that's all you did. Didn't you didn't approach them or anything? I wasn't going to approach them. No, no, when against two, it didn't work for me, so I wasn't going to approach them. Okay, so there was two in the car, was it? Two in the car, and as the passenger is throwing it out, passenger window. What kind of age group did you get a look at them? I think the driver was probably late twenties, early thirties, and the passenger was a bit younger, right. early twenties. Okay, so off you went to Cove Gardaí. How did that go? No, I didn't go to my Rangham. Right. And Cove Gardaí, yeah. And gave him the details. Told him what happened. Gave the details, and he told me that they would follow it up. Told them where the car was gone to, but I haven't heard a thing back. What do you feel about that, Aideen? We now have the full reg and identification yeah. of where the car went. Well, that's definitely uh, that's definitely good news for me. But if they can do something about it, I mean, the Middleton guards didn't even take my name or number. So even if they did do something about it, I, I wouldn't have known until this moment. Okay, you know? so you went, you got on to Middleton. Sorry, I thought it was y'all. So you were coming back from y'all. You were Middleton and David was Cove. Uh, yeah. got, we're we're going to get on to Cove Gardy and get a statement and see where they're at with this because it sounds yeah. fairly straightforward that they could track down who these people are, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's see what happens. And just tell me this, David. Was it a 06 CE Reg? Correct. Same car. Yeah, okay. Did you get a bad fright? Same car. And I did when it happened, obviously, when, egg, when an egg splashes on your windscreen, you just can't see for a couple of seconds. But lucky, there was no cars in front of me or behind me, so... Would that be attempted murder? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Yes. Think about it. Well, at the time, I was after dropping three special needs children off just before that on a school run. So, thankfully, they weren't in the car with oh, me. Oh, man, stop, will you? Oh, my God, if they'd been in the car and you lost control, think of the consequences yes, yes, of that. Yes. All right. David, yes. fair play to you. You got a full reg. We'll see what Cove Gardy have to say on the matter. Aideen, uh, things, yeah. could, things could be happening here, you know. We'll see what, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, perfect. Thanks so much, Neil. All right, Very cheers good. for now. Take care. Um, one other text on this. I spoke, I, sp- I actually spoke to them, a texture says, in Ladiesbridge. It was definitely the same car, same red, 06CE. Um, this texture says it's a silver hatchback. Uh, David there was saying it's a gold hatchback. Doesn't really matter what color the car is now if we've got the full red. Anyway, the texture says the guy in the passenger seat looked like he got a fair hiding. They were asking us if there were any housing estates in the area and they had a power washer. Uh, they were very dodgy-looking characters. The driver definitely um, was a seriously dodgy-looking dude. And I think they were trying to case out houses. Okay, uh, so while they're driving around visiting housing estates to do power washing, they're also seemingly throwing eggs at moving cars. And uh, that, of course, could lead to serious tragedy. Um, and, and again, you might even want to put the power washing in inverted commas and drill in a little bit more on casing housing estates but we'll say no more about that for now anyway let's check in with Cove Gardie because uh, these guys need to be stopped maybe Cove Guards have been onto them already and visited them already don't know what kind of proof they'd need to get these characters into court uh, but someone's going to die uh, and you could have a, we could be talking this morning of an entire family wiped out text 0868104106 talk to Neil Prenderville now 0818104106 Cork's Red FM you remember the 11 Irish outlets of Debenhams won't you the Debenhams UK headquarters announced that they were just shuttering and closing all of the Irish outlets and would not be reopening again about a thousand mostly female workforce were just made redundant um, to be honest with you, Debenhams behaved abysmally and shamefully in this because they clearly, literally didn't care 
about the workers and of course the workers were not having that and it led of course to a 406 day dispute around the country. We honed in very much with regards to the uh, Debenhams workers here on Leaside. Last night at the Omniplex at Matton Point there was a screening of the award winning documentary charting the plight of those protest workers in Debenhams. It's called 406 Days and it's in cinemas uh, this week now. Uh, in a second I just want to have a quick chat with Valerie um, from the ex-Debenhams workers but this is a very powerful promo. Now what I'm playing for you actually is visual so you're not going to see it clearly this being radio but even the audio aspect of it is very very powerful. Have a listen to this. I didn't think they'd just walk away and not fail. I, I, I actually get a shiver now even thinking about it. My God that's our job gone. That's 24 years of my life gone. An email just stayed as and from now we're ceasing trading in Ireland and the jobs are gone. Like most retailers, Debenhams Irish outlets are closed because of the COVID-19 restrictions. But it now looks likely its 11 stores here will stay like that even after measures are lifted. Today, its UK parent said it anticipated administrators appointed to its operations there will appoint a liquidator to its business here. We found out through a generic email that was sent to us. So we're all on the same boat. We don't know what's going on. The company siphoned off all our assets, including the .ie over to the UK. The methodology of this was that you weren't even going to get redundancy. We can't let this happen. There's no way we can let this happen. We have to stand yeah. up for ourselves. We were only asking for what we were entitled to. The only thing we could do was stop the stock leaving. There was ticket station then at every door, all 11 stores around the country. I, I genuinely... I don't believe when we started out that I thought I'd be sitting there for 406 days, I'd be quite honest with you. The joint liquidator did not rule out court action in order to gain access to stock. Done everything right, never been in trouble with the law. Joined by Valerie Conlon, former Debenhams Debenhams worker and shop steward. Valerie, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Wow, listening to that audio, particularly at the end where it got quite heated. What was it like sitting down watching that? Uh, Last night was probably my third time seeing it because I saw it in Dublin for the film festival and then when it was uh, seen in UCC. But every time you sit down to see it, you see something different in it. Why is she shouting, Um, that's my mother, that's my mother? Because she was being carried out when Henry Street's stock was being taken and when the guards came to uh, to literally remove the picket. Oh. And she was being lifted out by about five guards. And her daughter and was... All, was she could yeah. see, all she could see was her mother being dragged out. My God. I mean, like 406 days. Uh, yeah. A lot of them were saying there, in the, even in the clip, and I haven't, I haven't seen the, the, the documentary yet, were saying that nobody would have believed that it would have gone on that long. When we started it, we thought, you know, like, as, as was said there, none of us done strikes before. Like, this, like I was working in between Roaches and Debenhams for 24 years. There was never even a threat of a strike. Mm. And we just thought that we'd do this, we'd protect the stock, uh, KPMG and mandate would sort it all, and we'd walk away after maybe a couple of weeks. 
there was no way on earth that we would have thought after 406 days that it was finishing, you know. And of course, Debenhams never gave anything in the end. Like, it had to be the government, and even they dragged their feet and gave a very unsatisfactory alternative, didn't they, in some kind of training fund, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> the Debenhams gave absolutely nothing because apparently they had nothing, even though there was a Debenhams.ie out there that had plenty of money. Um, Shocking. The government, what the government done to us, really, we were having talks with Kevin Foley, and those talks were getting very, very positive. And the la- I'll never forget the last meeting with Kevin Foley, and he came and turned around and said that there was the three million. That three million hadn't even been mentioned in the talks. They were like the talks were going in a total, total different direction, that they were talking about selling the stock, opening up two stores, the staff would go in to sell off the stock, and we would get a percentage of that stock. Yeah. And it was looking very very well that we'd get a lot, a lot more than what, 3 million, you know, yeah, in a yeah. fund. But that's what it ended up as, a 3 million euro training fund. Did anyone avail of that? There's only over 700,000 of it used. And it's going to be up at the end of October this year. Why is so little used? Um, I think people were just fed up. They were refusing to do it. A lot of people had to go back to work. Uh, they couldn't afford to sit down and do courses. And some people like were retiring and they didn't want to start doing something like that, a course to something that they probably never again use. I wish they could have seen that, you know, that only a fifth of the fund would actually be used because people couldn't be hanging around for training. They needed to get a job. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I even started working before the 406 days. Now I was still doing pickets, obviously. But like you still have to live, you know, so they... And I think that's what they thought was going to happen. I think they just thought we'd, we'd filter out, but we didn't because everybody that did start working still done the pickets. Yeah, yeah. What was the you support know? of Cork people like for all those days? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. The people of Cork, I'm telling you now, you could never meet nicer people. The amounts of coffees that were bought for us. We had a gentleman buying us a lot of tickets every week. We had people getting vouchers for us so that... Um, we would have teas and coffees in the very cold weather. Yeah. We were leaving vouchers in places so that people could go in for a bowl of soup. They were absolutely amazing. Isn't it? Yeah, in all yeah. sorts of weather you were out there. Um, and did, like, of course, if we're talking about a thousand, mostly female workforce, incidentally, how many of those would have been in Cork? I'm saying, oh, I would have had the figures now. No, <laughs> just, a, bo- just a ballpark. Just a ballpark. But over, there would have been over 200, maybe 250 in Cork. Yeah, because I heard about 280 between the two stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And those that wished to retire did, but did everybody else get a job? Anybody that who wanted to go back to work has gone back to work. There is people doing courses. Um, one girl has gone back to college. Another girl is doing her master's. So, like, some of the fund went towards that for her. So, like, there is some good out of the fund. You know, Caroline in Mahon Point went to college. She's doing, she's in UCC at the moment and she wouldn't never have dreamed of that. As she said, she'd have probably still been in um, Debenhams. But, you know, it did give her an opportunity. It, it, but it, anybody that wanted to work is working. Okay. It was a great thing to do, though, the documentary, wasn't it? 406 days. It was just fabulous that the whole thing didn't go unnoticed and that somebody decided, okay, let's make a program about this because it's worth exactly. a story. And it, it's an award winning documentary, isn't it? Yeah. In fairness to Fergus Dowd, he wrote the book and then he uh, he got in contact with Jolie, the producer. And the minute Jolie saw it, he went, yeah, going with it. They had that done. Like they didn't, they didn't start that until last April and it was ready by November for the film festival. Right. Okay. A fabulous thing. Worth seeing. It's yeah. in cinemas nationwide from today, isn't it? 406 days. 
Yes, and everybody, please go to support it because it is something that needs to be seen and they need to bring their children to it. Not, not obviously the very young, just to see what people can do when they get together and the support that they can get. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, in sometimes the very cruel world that we live in, where companies can walk away from their obligations to their staff. And that's up to the government now to change. All right. Good stuff. Valerie, thanks for taking the call. Much obliged Thank to you as always. Much. Valerie Conlon, 406 Days, The Debenhams Show. The Debenhams documentary is in cinemas nationwide from today. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Now, The Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. In about five minutes' time, our first bunch of shows. Shoutouts for Free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So you need to be texting or WhatsApping who you are and where you are um, to 0868104106. And the Roosters Piri Piri food will be delivered by Red Patroller this Red Patrollers this lunchtime. Uh, they're in the building and uh, waiting for winners at 10 minutes to midday. Then they'll collect and deliver to you. It'll feed at least 15 of you, perhaps upwards of of 20 and you will get for starters uh, chicken wings chicken skewers and beef skewers then the main event is chicken wraps chicken pitta beef burgers I believe that I really believe that Roosters Piri Piri do the best takeout burger that I've ever had um, particularly if you like a bit of heat and a bit of spice so go check them out yourself now all of the meats basted in the famous Piri sauce uh, you will get Piri salted fries Rice and waffle fries. Uh, and then you can build your own cheesecake for dessert with this a massive cheesecake with Kinder Bueno sauce, Kinder Pieces, Nutella, and lots more like that. Okay? So uh, text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106, and we'll do the shout outs in a few minutes' time. It's a very busy morning this morning because I want to drill in and start in a few minutes' time, hopefully. Uh, with regards to our giveaway for our super deluxe Weber Genesis gas grill barbecue. And I think it would be a great thing, whoever wins this, to try and get it as fast as you can so you can make use of the great weather that we're having. If you were to buy this, it would cost you €1,900. We're giving it away for free, courtesy of ourselves, and Carew's Wood Garden Centre and Cafe in Castle Martyr. Check out the uh, Garden Centre in Castle Martyr this weekend if you have some time and the weather is lovely, you will really enjoy it. So if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, um, we want to hear about your, um, you know, parties or your barbecues or your get-togethers or your family events that went wrong primarily or were very funny or mortifyingly embarrassing. So you can text those stories to 86 106 um, Come on the air, tell us the story. Best story wins today. Um, so that and lots more besides this side of midday. Also, episode episode four of you couldn't make this up just after 11. One of the things that I was dealing with earlier in the week is we're down to Stokes, Philip Stokes from Stokes um, Watch Repair and Clock Repairs, fabulous company on, on McCurtain Street. I'm assuming they're still calling it McCurtain Street. They're not calling it Victoria Quarter, are they? Uh, but anyway, McCurtain Street. But anyway, because he did the repair work himself and his daughter to Mangan's Clock. And I mentioned to him that recently on a visit, and this is a good six months ago, up to Shandon, I noticed that one of the clocks up there has stopped. Now, there was a time when all of the clocks actually had stopped and nobody seemed to want to do anything about it. We started a fundraiser on this program way back along and we collected €40,000 in 2014. 40 grand. the people of Cork um, pledged and gave um, because City Hall were saying at the time that they couldn't afford 
to repair that. They couldn't afford to repair the four-faced liar. Like, it's not as if we don't have... We don't have loads and loads of iconic structures that need maintaining. I mean, we re- like we got beautiful buildings, but you know, you, I mean, we got the Mangan's Clock is one, the Shaky Bridge is another. But surely, be to God, Shandon would get the ongoing TLC that it deserves. But anyway, um, councillor for the area and a man across the story is councillor Ken O'Flynn. Ken, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you this morning? So I know. Thank you. I'm well. I, I know that. I know that the, the whole Shandon structure is split between. The church itself, and then the steeple, and the church, isn't it? So it's a little confusing, I believe, is it? Well, you you said you said Mary's church there. You have the crypt underneath. Then you have the uh, tower structure. I think the church was built in 1722, and I think the tower was completed then in 1766. Now I'd have to Google it now to make sure I was, I was right, but I think those roughly they're around the same. Numbers. But I think yes. But, but what the, what the, what Shandon Church are telling us is that the Four-Phase Liar is actually owned and maintained by City Council. By Cork City Council, that's correct, that we took it over as a landmark dwelling. Uh, or a, landmark, a city landmark, um, a historical city landmark, a number of years ago. Now you're going well, well back now. Um, look, I suppose really the reality of it is that a number of people have been uh, in contact with your show, with myself mm. as one of the local councillors. Um, I, I was up. I was uh, the the clock that's not working, or the the face that's not working at the moment is fa- is facing over into Richmond Hill. And I had a number of the neighbours ringing me in Richmond Hill saying, "We we look out the window, and we have one time we look at our watch, we have another time." <laughs> um, you know, like, but you know that is such as the history of the four face liars. Um, I was just look, going to say that happens anyway with the four different faces, but at least they're ticking. They use at least the four would be ticking if not. You know, Correct. telling the right Correct. time. <laughs> yeah. No, but look, I suppose the one thing now that I would say about it, Neil, is that I have made contact with the uh, with senior officials in the city council. There are now commissioning uh, an engineer's report, not just on the clocks itself and the, and the mechanisms and the structure of that, but also on uh, the entire structure of it. Look, uh, you know, I think it probably does need a bigger rehaul than just fixing the clock face. Philip, so so me there's a bit of maybe masonry and block work needs doing. Yes, very much so. You know, look, it's, you know, 1760 the place was built. Um, Of course, there's going to be a a number of um, works that have to, and maintenance works that have to be carried out on a building of that structure, of that size and structure. Um, I've had a commitment from city officials that there will be an engineering team out very, very shortly to carry out the full uh, list of the works. But Ken, okay, it stopped for it stopped for it stopped for at least six months, probably longer. Like it, it, it is. And like, look, did nobody if notice? Is, like, or what? If it is, if it isn't for the likes of you, your listeners, <laughs> people ringing me, nothing will be done. And I'm not. Oh, look, I'm not. Man. I'm not blowing smoke behind you, but. The, the reality is, in 2014, when City Council eventually found the money in 2014, if you remember, I do. Um, it was because of you and your listenership. Oh, and well. I, I have to give you the compliment. It is rare now I give you a compliment, Doctor. Okay? <laughs> well, it so wasn't. Take it wasn't so much me, it was the people of Cork and Cork businesses. Cork, we collected 40 them. grand because the City Hall said they were broke or at least they that's, didn't have the money. I, I don't know. They, did, they, they said they didn't have the money. No, 2014 was a very different time financially as well in the country. Um, but they, but found they found the money then. They, well, you embarrassed them into it. Yeah. You embarrassed yeah, them into it. Let's call it fade a spade. But you did a fantastic job at the time. I'm very, very hopeful this time 
that we won't be on the radio next month embarrassing them into finding the fund, the, embarrassing them into finding the funds again. Um, look, there is a number of national funds that can be drawn down. There's a number of um, of um, structural funds that can be drawn down. The country is awash with money, as we know. There's people announcing billions all over the place at yeah, the moment. Yeah. I'm fairly sure that we will we will have the monies to repair it. Having said that, Neil, I think. Look, in fairness to Joe Callaghan, a former Lord Mayor, he suggested when he was on the council that he should have a glass elevator on the side of it. I don't know, but I go that far. But did he? <laughs> he did, I did. It was on the front page of the evening. What did he want that for? For tourists or people who for wanted tour- to go? For, for tourists and, people, and for disabled people and access and the rest of it. Look, we did, a, we did actually, funnily enough, you just remind me, years and years ago, we did an April Fool's joke that we, that the uh, city council had decided to remove the four-faced liar as it was and put in digital clocks instead. <laughs> People went bizarre. No, you know what? The worst thing about that, you wouldn't put a pass over the city hall. But anyway, look, I think on a serious note, Shandon is, is something that is totally underutilised. I'd love to see us lighting it up properly. I'd love to see us actually... Have you seen this digital lighting that they use uh, on monuments across the, wor- across the world where you can project images and things like that, you know? When, when I know what you're talking about, like, yeah. I would like to see us using that more, making it more iconic than what it is, um, bringing it into the 21st century, because it is something that is synonymous with Cork. It's True, I agree. Cork. All of that could it's, be done, you know, but at least it should be telling the time. It, it, look, first of all, we'll tell the time, we'll get the building fixed, but I think the next step is lighting it properly, using it to its maximum potential, and enhancing Shandon in general, because there's lots of opportunities up there in Shandon, you know, that aren't being taken advantage of uh, in the City Council. Neil, before, before I finish up with this... But you're saying, just before you finish, they're sending an engineer next week to access what's needed. Thank you. Okay. Access, access yeah. what's needed, then there'll be an engineering team to carry out look at what works or have to be done um, okay. probably have to be somebody from the outside have to come in and have a look at the clock system uh, the same as that gentleman that's in, McCur- in McCurtain Street so that yeah the Stoke family so that'll have to that'll okay have to okay done. well we'll keep a close eye on it anyway you wanted to finish up with something look I just want to finish up to, uh, look I was at a meeting this morning with um, Tourism Cork and Pure Cork and Visit Cork and uh, who was present at the meeting was um, uh, Niall, Niall McCarthy from the um, from the Airport. airport. Uh, when when the and when the when the Pan Pan announcement came through, I just have to compliment him, his team, and the entire emergency services. Which I, I witnessed it myself as they swung into place and the telephones were going off in the meetings and and we we abandoned the meeting slightly to facilitate them. Um, but I, I just never saw such an organised and well organised and well oiled machine from both fire for fire services the Gardaí services and the Cork Airport Authority. So look, I, you know... I'm no, I was just... I, 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 I absolutely concur. I abs- when, it, when it does a bad job, but, you know, what a fantastic uh, crew and our, our entire teams that went into the, emer- into the emergency plan and how well-oiled it was. It could have been a hell of a as well, that yeah. we said, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. They're a great crew up there um, and he's a class act, Niall McCarthy, the I MD. Thanks for that. Much obliged. Have a good God weekend. Enjoy, enjoy yeah. the sunshine. Cheers for now. Stay in touch anyway and let me know how the engineer gets on um, at the Force Fair Slayer. Let's at least get the thing telling the time before we do anything else. Text 086-8104-106. Just regarding that um, incident at Cork Airport, Sean says, Pan Pan... The call 
the emergency call Pan Pan is the lesser of a declared emergency. May Day is a major emergency declared. And somebody else says Pan Pan is not for fire. It's like declaring an orange level emergency, but where no immediate danger is observed. A May Day is the red level emergency declaration and getting the plane on the ground ASAP. Uh, but Pan Pan isn't as big a warning or an alert, they're saying. Um, morning, I swear to God, I thought you were joking yesterday when you were talking about Irish Gardaí going to Disney World. Who sanctioned this? We've hardly any guards on the beat anymore. Who's sending them to Disney World? No, I, I wasn't joking. I thought it was a bit of a laugh myself. But the more I thought about it then afterwards, the more I realised, actually, you know what? This makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Please say happy birthday to Cleona Collins, who's your biggest fan. It'll make her day getting a shout out for Neil, from Neil. Thank you so much to Maria from Maria. So happy birthday, Cleona. I hope you have a great day and that um, you get spoiled rotten for the weekend of your birthday. And a quick mention is run to uh, Bishop Galvin Central School in Noosestown. They won the DH3 final. It was their first time entering it and they defeated Rathcormac in the Skeen Schkulla 2-5 to 1-3. So well done. That must be great this week to have all of those matches down at Parky Cueve with the great weather. Great weather. Anyway, keep them coming. Let me do our first bunch of shout-outs uh, for Free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Morning to everybody. Harry and Graham and all of the boys of the Riverstown Inn. They love feeding today to celebrate their engagement yesterday. Uh, everybody at Pat McDonald's Paints in the Commons Road, to Amanda and the gang at Blackpool Travel, uh, to all of the staff at O'Regan Tarmac and O'Regan Quarry Products as well, to the girls at Tails and Tubbs Dog Grooming and Douglas Woolen Mills. Easy Living Interiors would like feeding. I'm finishing my halls uh, today, so I won't be here, in, or finishing for the halls, I suppose, so I won't be here next week. Let me win today. It's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Atlantic Flight Training Academy in Cork Airport the Patients Admissions and Accounts Department at the South Infirmary um, who are enjoying the sun Bardsley Development in Cover listening everybody on site at EcoWall ICF and Rob Foster's Groundworks Nesbitt's Catering and Blarney are listening in the Business Park Ross Oils and Fernand's TK Maxx staff in Douglas the Mercy Hospital are listening GRP Roofing Supplies in Tremoral Commercial Park RPC Haulage Classic Windows in Columny and all of the staff at Union Hall Smoked Fish so I'll do more shout outs a little later on if you want to win Free Food Friday for today it'll feed 15 to 20 of you text who you are and where you are to 0868104106 Call the Neil Prenderville Show now 08 08- 1814106 Red FM. Uh, on 99s, the nicest 99 you'll get this weekend is in Flavin's shop in Yall. It's real old school. The large one is 280 and the small one 230, says Neve in Yall. Well, this, the, the post that I saw earlier in the week was somebody raging because they got a fairly small Dunchy looking 99 for 250. Somebody says, I paid €2.28 for a brunch ice cream. Mother of God, how did it get so dear? Others saying, what's the point in having the likes of Virgin or Sky when they keep increasing the prices? You're paying for rubbish. Go back to free to air. But even that's more rubbish. Uh, a couple of other texts then with regards to the egging. There Now, I know that we're in touch with Cove Gardy and I hope we can get some kind of a response to them because we know the car, we know the reg, and we have a fair idea as to where they were spotted recently, these two characters. But there may be a slim chance that this reg doesn't match the car. You know, I can't say any more about it for now, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, But egging cars as they're driving along at high speed is one of the most dangerous things you'll ever think of. 
Um, you know, we've heard of people dropping stones and rocks from bridges down onto moving traffic, but this is just just equally as shocking. Same thing happened to me at the same spot on the N25 heading to Dungarvan last Monday at a quarter to three. Uh, they pulled into the hard shoulder when my husband attempted to take a photograph. Yes, there was a ladder hanging out the back of the car. We reported it to Dungarvan Gardaí, who say such a car does not exist. Well, clearly the car exists. Like, it's not a phantom car. It's not the... It's just not a ghost, but it could be that the car and the reg don't match or, or whatever the case may be. But I think that was a fairly lacklustre response from the Guardi. Like, I hope they're taking it more seriously than that. Uh, that gang were in my housing estate in Cove last weekend. They were working on my neighbour's house, causing a racket. They appear to be members of the travelling community. Now, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, I mean, I'm reading it out for the sake of reading it out. But having said that, are you sure that it's the same group? Um, do, you, do you know the reg of the car? Um, three weeks ago, I was cycling an Ardmore towards Yall and a Toyota with a ladder hanging out the boot came past me and threw a slush puppy at me. So it's not only eggs they're throwing. It is highly dangerous. These these characters seem to be taken out of circulation, guys, regardless of who they are or where they're from. And then on healthcare, I've been working in healthcare in the HSE for 15 years. This text is as a result of me saying, I cannot believe that the boss of the HSE has to coax and plead with people to go in and work weekends in hospitals. You would think that our HSE and our health system would be 24-7. I've been working in healthcare for 15 years. It's a toxic environment. You meet lovely patients, family and staff But the issue is at management level. The so-called managers have appalling attitudes and are constantly hit with needs of service. We're top-heavy at that level within management. Uh, I'm sick of watching people at this level. They're more interested in reading Lidl's latest offerings than being constructive. These people are the ones putting mental stress and pressure on the staff below them and expecting them to hop to their demands. To make matters worse, you have a so-called union sip to who are a joke and a disgrace. And it's intolerable what's going on. And that's within the HSE, somebody working there for 15 years. So keep those coming. I'll come back to the text when I get an opportunity throughout the course of a very busy morning. But we have a barbecue to give away, a super deluxe Weber Genesis gas grill barbecue. If you were to buy this, it would cost you €1,900. Euro. But we're giving away it for free, courtesy of the family business down in the traditional 19th century wall garden of Carewswood Garden Centre and Cafe and Castle Martyr. But for those of you that are barbecuing this weekend anyway, or for whoever wins it, uh, how about some tips on barbecuing? And who better than the master of barbecue based in Mill Street? Uh, that's Jack Delaney from the theflamingcook.ie. Jack, good morning, chef. Hello, how are you keeping? Good. This is certainly barbecue weather, ain't it so? Oh, mighty, mighty weather. We're blessed with the weather we're getting at the minute. Blessed with the weather. So we want to know everything and anything. Where will I start? First up, um, are you a fan of gas? Are you a fan of charcoal? Are you a fan of wood chip? How, what, what's best? I mean, the, 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 list, the list goes on. It's whatever. Listen, I'll, the way I put it is, it's like this. I'm a fan of barbecue no matter what way you cook it. <laughs> <laughs> but gas is very convenient, but is it as good as charcoal, you know? I, I, I Listen, look, I, I, the convenience is what it's all about with, with, with gas. Um, I, I prefer charcoal myself. Uh, we're, we're, we at the Flame and Cook, we're, we're, we're 100% charcoal, but the, 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 the flavours the charcoal gives is great. 
But the the the, the turn off of charcoal for for your average Joe is speed. And as you said yeah, yourself, with, yeah. with the with, with with the gas barbecues, you can just turn on your gas, flick the igniter, and away you go. Yeah, because so with the charcoal, is, you're an hour waiting sometimes for it to go white. Now, you guys have a business that caters for christenings and corporate events and birthday parties and staff right, outings right. and fundraisers and everything. Cause imagine you got a few big big beasts of barbecues, do you? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, our, our barbecue, um, it op- it's a total, total barbecue um, and it operates at uh, 600 burgers per hour. Now, we're, we're, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't put it to the test uh, uh, yet, but um, it's, uh, it's nearly there. It's nearly there. <laughs> okay. So, interestingly, looking at your tips, one of the ones that's most obvious, although we wouldn't think of it until you say it, is clean the damn thing, isn't it? Of course, I mean, like this, as you said, with, with, the, with the weather we're getting this weekend, I, I would imagine a lot of people are thinking, I'm going to break the barbecue out this weekend, and not not, not thinking that uh, way back in, I suppose, September, when they put it into their, their garage or their shed, they're, uh, they're looking at cleaning it now, so the, the most important thing would, would be to clean it. Um, I suppose the, uh, the, the starting point would be to get yourself a wire brush, get yourself some sort of a bar- barbecue cleaning product, and uh, just 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 go at the grill. Um, the next thing I would say is probably to if you were to, if you were to rinse it down after, get that get that cleaning product off the grill. You don't yeah. want to be eating, you don't want to be eating a hamburger with the smell <laughs> of cleaning product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the la- the last little 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 tip I'll give on that is, is when, when you're finished doing that, if you, if you get an onion and rub it across the grill, because I don't know if you're if you're aware of this, but um, onions themselves are actually naturally uh, acidic and they have a, like an- antibacterial qualities. So if you rub that across your grill, not only will it uh, sanitize the grill as such, it'll also give a great smell around the place. And uh, and uh, when you're finished with that onion, then if you could ch- if if you're using a charcoal grill, you could chuck the onion then into the grill itself and that will actually flavour the meat I then as well as, it. as, it, as it's cooking ok so, so we got a spanking only, sparkling the only, clean the only problem you'll have with the only problem you'll have with that is you'll, you'll have all your neighbours knocking at the door why? <laughs> because the smell will be wafting around the housing estate or wherever you're living they'll be coming, they'll be coming actually in a view in a, a little later on this morning I have a call from a guy <laughs> whose neighbours were really annoyed about the barbecue oh, and, he oh, put, really? and he put it into a shed and the shed went on fire. Oh my god! But that's a little later on. So to the food, then, um, what, what what do you like to cook? Uh, I'm asking you that because somebody was saying recently, would there be any chance that you could spadgecock cook a chicken, for instance? Yeah, you could. You could. You could. Yeah, absolutely. Where we where we where we start off is is, is burgers. Everybody everybody likes a burger. The the, uh, the only, one thing I'll say about burgers is if you're going making your own homemade burgers, making them the day before is is vital. It's, it's no good trying to make them an hour before, twenty minutes before. Because what you'll find is when you put them on the grill, they'll fall to bits. All right. And no, and nobody nobody wants a burger that's in bits as such. <laughs> Why? Because the, the twenty four hours they just kind of seal together and hold together. They do, better. they do, they do, they do. They they hold their shape a whole lot better if you make them twenty four hours before. And should that be because you can get very thin burgers, that, like frozen burgers from supermarkets? They just don't work, do they? Listen, like, there's nothing there's, there's nothing nicer than a than a burger that you that you will get from 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 a, from a butcher or that you've made yourself. Correct. Would well, that be a four it, ounce or an eight ounce? What would it be? It, it, it doesn't. It really. It really doesn't matter. It, it's up. It's up to yourself. Uh, but as as you say, the, the frozen burger. It's just. It's just not going to be no. as, as tasty as as the, the butcher burger or the one you make yourself. No, it just shrivels up anyway. Okay, so then we're, we're sorted. Then do your own burgers or buy them in McCarthy's Butchers in Hawks Road or wherever you get your stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you, with with regards to steaks, then do some steaks barbecue better than others? 
steaks are it's it it, it, depend, it can depend on, on the cut and the cut of meat and, and and the way you like it. I I always found that steaks take a whole lot longer. I find if you cook steak cook steaks, if 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 you're lucky enough to have a, a barbecue that you can adjust the height of the grill, I would always recommend cooking steaks at a much uh, higher distance from from the flame and for as long as possible. What I would thought that you wouldn't, but in the opposite because you'd want a no. high heat. <laughs> to seal it and to kind of char it so it's pink in the middle. I suppose, like, I mean, the most important thing I would always say is, is cooking it the whole way, cooking it the whole way through, making sure you're getting that meat at, uh, in and around 80 degrees. That's what you, that's, that's the most important thing. Of course, some people like their steaks well done, some people like them uh, medium rare, they but do. I would say the most, the most important thing is that you're cooking that thoroughly the whole way through and getting it up to 80 degrees. Don't be poking at it or moving it. <laughs> Just leave it there, <laughs> well, isn't it? I, actually, and now that you say that, if, 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 you're, if you're poking at it, 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 that's going to do no harm, actually, because you're letting the heat through the meat as opposed to sitting on the surface of it, we'll say. Oh, you're blowing all the myths this morning, Jack, in fairness to you. <laughs> okay, so would, would you go for, do you think ribeye, I mean, you wouldn't barbecue a fillet steak, but you probably would a T-bone or a ribeye, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, 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 or it really would you barbecue a fillet steak? You can if you like. You can if you like. It, it really does no. There's no. There's no laws on this. You can. It's, it's whatever you like. You can go for it. As I say, as long as it's cooked and as long as you you're you're happy with the end result, you can't go wrong. Why then, if you're trying to cook a steak, for instance, or a burger that has to have a bit of meat content, why does it flame up? The, fl- the flaming up of of uh, of of meat, any meat for that matter, on the barbecue, all usually will all d- depend on fat content of the of of the piece of meat or the marinade you've used, one or the other. Not necessarily a bad thing, because you're the, the you're you're creating um, when when that fat or marinade is dripping down on, onto onto the coals in, in from charcoal perspective or or the gas or the flame from a gas perspective, you're you're creating a almost like a um, flavoured smoke so you're actually even though it's dripping off it and coming off it it will kind of sort of re-enter the meat again if that makes sense <laughs> usually it just <laughs> usually it just burns my meat I have to move it <laughs> get it away from the flame <laughs> alright so to all the things then because not not just meat of course because you can also skewer um, lots of different things including lot. you can skewer the vegetables you can skewer kebabs mm-hmm. right you do all of that mm-hmm. Um you're, you're, you've got a couple of tips with regards to kebabbing and skewering, right? Go ahead. Yeah, so if, if, you're, ma- if you're making your own um, chicken skewers, or one of the quick little recipes we, we do ourselves is we do like a, um, a, sticky, a sticky chicken skewer. So that's um, a, the, you cube up your chicken, um, and then you, you mix your marinade, which would consist of honey, sesame oil, either finely chopped garlic or garlic powder, a bit of soy sauce, some salt and pepper. You can mix up mix up all your your, your chicken in, inside that uh, that marinade. Uh, ideally, if you could leave it sit overnight, fantastic. If not, pop it in pop it into a fridge and cover. So one of the main things is if you cover cover that um, that mixture mm-hmm. um, once it's mixed with the chicken with, with um, cling film. Um, it, it tends to uh, not absorb any, anything else because uh, you can you can often have different things inside in the fridge. You don't you don't want to yes. mix that in. With, with and your, and with you'll get marinade. a lovely. It'll intensify as well, won't it? The honey, the sesame that's oil, right, the garlic, right. the soy, and the pepper and salt. Correct, correct. And all all with the, the meanwhile, um, make sure you soak the sticks that you're going to put those uh, bits of chicken onto. Because if you don't soak those sticks, they'll burn. 
Yeah, I know. You could you could do all of that. You could do it all at home. Or again, you could go to your local butcher and many of the butchers now do it all for you and you can buy all That's of right. the skewer. they got some beautiful lamb kebabs. I don't know if you've had those. They're gorgeous. Yeah, the lamb, the lamb oh. koftas, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, koftas. Yeah, yeah, They're like lovely. What's the, what, what, is your, what is your favourite marinade? Is it the one you just described? Yeah, yeah, that would be. That's up there. That is the, the, the sticky chicken one for me. That, would, that, that, that is my favourite. Yeah, it would be my favourite, yeah. Mm. For me, you know what I love on a barbecue? A big, big Corn. sausage. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's, there's loads of different. We're trying, we're trying lots of different sausages uh, at the minute. In terms of, we're trying Polish sausages, we're trying German sausages, we're trying French sausages. Of course, the, we've got, we've, we've an abundance of different Irish sausages we, 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 we can try. But um, they're definitely there's, there's the, the, the world of sausages is a whole lot bigger than you think. That's true, and a lot of different flavors <laughs> there. Listen, we covered an awful lot of ground. Well done to you and the business, the FlamingCook.ie. Are you guys busy? Mm-hmm. I hear you're always on the road. Yeah, we're very busy, especially at at the moment now. It's it's communion season, so we're 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 out the door. Okay, if anybody wants to get in touch, it's theflamingcook.ie. Have a great weekend, Jack, and thank you so much for taking the call. Lovely talking to you. Cheers. You too. Cheers, my man. I hope you learned a few tips from that, guys. Uh, One of the most important ones, of course, is if it's the start of the season, clean it down. Might be a bit of a messy job, but worth it in the end. And don't forget the onion. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Back to the phone lines in a second. Can I just mention there was a massive response over the past couple of days by text. I asked the question on Wednesday's programme. If there was a flight announced in Cork Airport, you know, hypothetically, if there were to say, we're going to announce a, a new flight, but where would you like it to be? I asked you guys to text. Huge response. Lots and lots and lots of different destinations were mentioned. But would you like to know what the number one one was? And people who texted this program as to if there was a flight announced by Cork Airport where the most people would like it to be? Greece. Greece. Number one. Greece. I'll drill into it more um, with regards to what you guys were actually saying. But if you look at the top three that you voted for by text, Greece was number one. Turkey was number two. And interestingly, a direct flight to Ibiza was number three. So thank you for all of those texts. Greece, um, and you would think that it would absolutely, if you pardon the pun, fly if there was a direct flight from Cork to Greece. So I will give you all of the texts and all the different destinations, but I said I mentioned for now, Greece was number one. Turkey, a flight directly to Turkey, was number two. And Ibiza, a direct flight to Ibiza, was number three. There were lots of others. Um, somebody else was, I just see him here, Cyprus and what have you, the Isle of Man, um, Heraklion, um, Crete, Heraklion, direct flight to Crete, Seoul, I was there for a week and it's a divine place. Anyway, I will come back to this throughout hopefully the course of the morning. So thank you for texting on that. Brian, good morning. Neil, how are you, sir? I'm good, brother. I have a 1900 euro worth barbecue to give away. It's the... Uh, Rolls Royce of barbecues from Carew's Wood Garden Centre and Cafe and Casa Marta. But I need the best story. Um, so I have, I have a story for you. I, I think you were telling the lads, don't put anybody else on, I'm just going to win anyway. Well, I think, I think that's a fair enough assessment, I think. Like, <laughs> so basically, Neil, all right? Yeah. I'll cast you back. Cast your mind back to around June, July 2018. The right. summer was unreal. We had a great summer that week or that year. Yeah. Six or seven weeks of constant sunshine, kind of like this kind of weather now we're having. And my buddies, you know, you know, the World Cup was on, everything was happening, you know, people were out drinking pints in the evenings and stuff. And my own buddies were always asking me, will you ever have one of your barbecues again? Will you have a barbecue? And I was like, look, all right, I'll have a barbecue. But the problem was, you see, that I had my own circle of friends, but you have, you have neighbours think of as well. 
And I had one neighbour before. I'll, I'll, he'll remain anonymous because of GDPR and everything. <laughs> and he was like, nice guy, you know, and everything, Neil, nice guy. We all have that neighbour, though. He's a nice fella. As we call him in Cork, he was harmless. You know, <laughs> he was always asking you, what are the plans for the weekend? Will you have a couple of beers? Will you come over to your place? You come over to my place? And I kind of said to my girlfriend at the time, I was like, look, I want that, the barbecue for my own buddies, six, seven of us, a nice quiet one, a couple of beers, a couple of glasses of wine. So I fobbed this all off anyway. Nice guy, as I said, but I fobbed him off. I said, look, we're actually not around this weekend. We're going to West Cork. We're going to chill out. I've been drinking a bit recently. Look, I'm going to go down now, a couple of swims down west. Relax. So I felt bad, but he was fobbed off. So my secret barbecue plan was well underway. So anyway, Saturday morning rolled around, and I was up to Driscoll's in Ballinac. Driscoll's a great supper barbecue, as you probably know. So I got my lamb skewers, I got my ribeye burgers, I got the coleslaw, I got everything. Like, it was absolutely great now, set up. Had the house all decked up, the, the garden was ready, the table was set, the spread was on. Lads came over in a long story short. I even made a special cocktail, Neil. It's called the Jungle Juice. <laughs> put a bit of con- I put a bit of Cointreau into a big dispenser, a bit of Pims, some lime, some soda water, limes. Uh, lemons, as I said, sorry, um, and ice is lovely, cool, nice and on a nice, nice warm day. Yeah, it sounds disgusting, but I'm anyway. sure it's down to people's and taste. After, you know, you'd like it, you'd like it. And after the barbecue, and the lads were all compliments, they were like, geez, that was unreal, you know, they were calling me total scheme and everything. And um, my head was swollen, now I thought I was, you know, I thought I was the best host around. And uh, as I said, no, I, that was a lovely summer. So around, around half seven or eight, it started getting a bit chilly. So I said, the lads, will we go inside? And they were all kind of like, yeah, 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 it's a, bit, it's a bit cold. So we went inside, we cleared up, put the beer bottles away, put the, the barbecue away. I put the barbecue into the shed, whatever. I'll come back to that. And anyway, we went inside anyway, um, listened to a bit of music. We even played Jenga, had a couple of more drinks, great night. I went upstairs and we went into the front living room and I even pulled the blind in case, you know, the neighbour would come around because he, he would do that sometimes. He'd walk the dog, he'd be looking in the windows and stuff. And, and he'd be very upset if he saw it as your pals. He would, he would and, have yeah. been very upset, very, yeah. very upset, but yeah. I put out. And um, so anyway, I went upstairs to get a phone charger. And I remember, I, I'll never forget it, I remember I heard this commotion downstairs. And I was like, what is that? So I told the lads before I even went up early on in the days, don't answer the door if the door goes off. Whatever. So I went upstairs and I uh, got the phone charger and I looked at the front the door. I was up to the bedroom. looked at the, the front grass and here's the, no, the noisy neighbour was. He was like in, he was kind of pacing around the garden. He was looking on the side of the garden, down the side of the, um, the side gate was. Yeah, I'm losing you, Brian. Move around a little bit there. I'm losing oh, sorry, you. can you hear me? Yeah, go on. The guy, he's in your back I mean, garden, is he? Well, he was kind of down the side of the house and he was kind of looking around. He looked distressed. But I couldn't go down to him because... You know, he thought I was away, and he thought I wasn't having a barbecue, definitely. So anyway, I kind of, I kind of waited for five, five minutes, and next minute I heard, I was going to slink down the stairs, like, I'm go back into the living room to my guests, and next minute I heard downstairs, the shed's on fire, the shed's on fire! And I ran down the stairs, Neil, I literally jumped down the stairs, I didn't even get a step, I'd say. No wonder he was frantic, the poor fella, he's trying to save my life. And anyway... Any, any Ninos? Were any Ninos involved? I was to that. The cat was out of the bag. I was caught rotten. I say within 30 seconds, two units of the fire brigade had arrived. <laughs> my nosy neighbour knew I wasn't. You was barbecue and all my pals were in the room. I was caught red. The, the fire brigade came in anyway. They were basically saying, when, uh, when they put out the fire and when the thing was smoking, 
one of the firemen even said to me, like, Jesus, I say your parts are great, crack. And then the other fella says, yeah, king of the grill, I'd say he is. And they all started roaring laughing at me. So I think, why, I think Neil... Why did you put a recently lit barbecue into a shed on a hot summer's day? I've asked myself that question many times. I blamed on the jungle juice, Neil. I wasn't thinking, and let it be a lesson to everybody. But I think after that, I had a new shed... And I think that the grill, the big grill master you're giving away, the benefit of it, it wouldn't fit in my new shed and the neighbours would be safe. So I think I surely am in with a chance of winning that big piece <laughs> well, of we shall, we shall see. We'll just, do you lose any prized possessions inside in the shed besides the barbecue? No, only, the only golf clubs in there or bikes or anything? Only a lawnmower. Lawn no petrol. Electric lawnmower. That was about it. All right. I got the long version of the story, but thank you for it, Brian. Stay listening. We'll see how you get on. Lit the fire. Lit the barbecue. Put it in the shed. The rest was history, and so was the shed. Paula, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? I'm very well. They they tell me that you recently took a DNA test and have concluded that you're 98% <laughs> monster. Is that right? Although you yeah, live in Mayo. True. Yes, that's true, yeah. Where, I, were you, uh, where were you born? I was born in Douglas, boy. Well, then you are <laughs> one of our own. That's all right. Yeah, for okay. sure, for sure. So you're, a, you're an expat away from us. Anyway, thanks for the email and thanks for listening every day. Uh, how's life in Mayo, incidentally? Oh, it's fabulous, Neil. I love it. We live, um, we're about 15 minutes away from Westport um, and we're on Loch Mask. It's stunning. Yeah, it's isn't Westport, it's isn't Westport like, the it's, most it's gorgeous village, town? Oh, it's, it's actually a fabulous. town. Oh, oh fabulous, my God! Yeah. There's a street yeah. there, and and it's got loads of little cafes and restaurants, and you can eat. It might be the probably the main street, uh, and you can yeah. sit out there, and you can have your lunch there, and your dinner, and beautiful food. Westport's oh, class. Now it's not Cork, but it's it's lovely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they yeah. Actually, I bought some be- <laughs> bought some beautiful Westport jam the last time I was up there. Have you had it? Oh yeah, I have had it. Yeah, like I am. I mean, it's like I am so obsessed with cooking. Um, and jam making and pickles and chutneys. I do all of that myself. I love it. Yeah, okay. I hope you're getting a bit of sunshine. Is the barbecue out? Well, would you believe now I just have the egg sangers made because we're heading off to the beach. Oh, enjoy the day. Have you a story yeah. regarding uh, a get-together I have a story, and I'll tell you what it is now. <clears throat> I, I'm up here 14 years, right? And to be fair, like meeting people at the ripe old age of, I don't know, what was I, 33 at the time, um, it was difficult enough, like friends and, you know, making new friends and that. So um, anyway, I met this girl and I became very friendly with her, or so I thought. And she used to tell me all about her woes, like the husband was wrecking her head and so were the in-laws. And I kind of felt sorry for her. So I said, you know what, now I'm going to throw her. Her birthday was looming. And I said, I'm going to throw her a surprise birthday barbecue. <laughs> so I went off anyway and I made a smoked salmon terrine to begin with, to start with uh, there was a choice of a chicken liver pate my own chicken liver pate and I did a mozzarella tomato basil salad they were just the starters actually and then it was the a tomato basil serrano ham and mozzarella ham. yes yes with a balsamic vinaigrette um, so that was the start and then for the mains I had uh, fillet steaks that my husband did on the barbecue I had skewers I had the whole lot I made my own uh, potato salad and coleslaw and then for dessert I did my own um, homemade sticky toffee pud um, and a pavlova I had a cheese board and oh I had Irish coffees God, I had everything really set up you really did turn on this, this style yeah I it? really did yeah. so I had the moe in the freezer and I, you can't drink moe like without the glass being chilled as well so I had the glasses in the freezer chilling Yeah. and uh, I, get a, I get a text message 
Um, oh, hi, Paula. Sorry, I had an argument with my husband. I won't be uh, coming down for that drink tonight. That drink? So I had my husband drink went into, yeah. yeah, my husband had gone into Woody's and bought a load of blooms and banners for her. So anyway, people rocked up and I was like, and they were like, whose birthday is it? Because I, I didn't tell anybody. I was like, well, it's, um, we'll call her Mary, right? I was like, it's Mary's, but she couldn't come. <laughs> I was like the, like Billy No Mates. I really felt so How bad. many had you invited? I'd invited about 10, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, so there was only one thing to do, Neil, and that was to drown myself in the moe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and my husband said later on that night that he was trying to put me into bed and all I kept saying was, Moe, there's more Moe there. And I don't know that he said, you've enough Moe, get into bed. How did you feel in the morning? <laughs> so the morning was worse then because I had a hangover from hell and I had to try and clean up and I was around looking, taking down the banners and everything. I said, uh, Don't you just hate like, the clean up in the morning? It's awful, oh, isn't it? There's nothing worse. Oh, God, there's nothing worse. So anyway, yeah, so look, I'm still friendly with her. I you, don't think I'll ever be holding another uh, surprise birthday party for the girl. You but didn't, anyway, you didn't think about sending her a photograph and saying this is what you're missing, no? Well, do you know what? I thought, right, I had two choices. I had one, I could shame her into coming and saying, look what I've done for you. And then I'd just be looking at her, at her all night going, she doesn't actually want to be here. Or two, I could just take the hit on being Billy No Mates. So I did. I, I went for option two. Yeah, but you didn't waste. You had all of the other friends who were there. So I did, at least I did, of course, yeah. I, uh, but you're like, she, I hope that, are you still friends with her? Because I think she, I probably, am, she had course, a lot of yeah. old difficulties going on in her life, the misfortune. She did, say. God love her, she did, she yeah, did. Yeah. But you know what, Neil? I'm up here, as I said, 14 years. And the year I actually moved up, my mother bought us a barbecue. Yeah. And my mum is gone from us now. It'll be uh, four years in August. And would you believe, up until last year, we kept that barbecue. Now, it was on its la- dying feet. like So now all we have is, you know, the, the old-fashioned Weber charcoal one? Yeah. Now yeah. it does the job like it does, but we could seriously do with a new barbecue. You <laughs> could seriously do with the new one. And hence <laughs> your story could. this morning. Well, listen, okay. hang in there. Let's see what happens. And thanks so much for listening. Above Not and beautiful all, Mayo. Have a lovely weekend. You thanks too. Very much. Take care, Paula. Yeah, Cheers. Bye, Take bye, care. Bye, bye, Another bye. bunch of shout-outs for Free Food Friday, courtesy of ourselves. And Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. For the Staff at Pharmacy First Plus Northside in Onslow Gardens. Everybody um, who's listening at Tidy Mechanical Repairs in Ballycoreen to the staff at Cope on the Cork Road Middleton. Area carpets and flooring are at Lehnamore. Would love some lunch, listening every day. So is everybody at the South Infirmary, including Brendan. Morning to all the hard-working porters at the South Infirmary. Leham Motors at the Airport Road are looking for a treat for the hard-working staff. The Pharmacy Department at the South Infirmary Hospital and the Victoria Hospital as well. Morning, Karen. To James and all of the lads at DB Schenker in Little Island. Free Food Friday please for the crew at Irish Removers in Bishopstown. Uh, for everybody at Dairy Gold's Accounts Pale Bill, Morning A Leash to Quinlan's Motor Factors and Dennehy's Cross in Blackpool. To Tony and the gang at GE Healthcare would love lunch today. Guard Engineering in Middleton and Listening Merview Laboratories in Watergrass Hill. Valerie and the gang at Nurture Childcare in Blackrock. It's a hard working team keeping the kids cool and happy and having fun with the beautiful weather. Calco Ireland at Cork Airport Industrial Estate in Ballygarvan. The complete upholstery Centre at Barrack Street. Everybody at Bebas Hair Salon who are roasting with the heat. O'Sullivan's Pharmacy in Grange and Douglas. Just another few here. Scaffolding services at Manan and O'Shea. They're on site in Ballancolic working hard in the heat. The Immunisation Department in Mallow. Part of the HSC, I guess. Kirby's Shoe Shop in Ballancolic would love feeding today. So would everybody at the Before Five Family Centre in Churchfield. Morning, Amy. And just three or four more. Pet World in Dublin Hill. 
Sadly, they were broken into last night. I was a customer there this morning and the staff told me that they were in the shop at four in the morning cleaning up after the break-in. It would be a lovely treat for them, says Elaine in Glanmire. Crazy Monkey Skate and Repair Shop in Douglas. Uh, everybody at Pat Corn and Haulage and Ovens. And finally, we have a big clean-up here after the students leaving. We have office staff, maintenance staff, cleaners, painters and leisure centre staff. And we'd love some food. That's from the girls at the main reception at Brookfield Village on College Road. We'll do another bunch of shout-outs uh, around about half past 11 this morning. So you can text 0868-104-106. Tell us who you are and where you are. Uh, and we'll do some more shout-outs and pick out a winner at around about 10 minutes to midday. All right, back after these. Coming up on the Neil Prendival Show, an Irish woman's story of a life in the fast lane. We had this magical wedding coming up, like my life was perfect. Dozens of connections, hundreds of millions of euro, and then it turned to chaos. I'm trying to tell a toddler that her father is gone. A story of love and loss and a man who needs to be heard to be believed. Jane used to always say to me, you couldn't make this up. Catch the new podcast, You Couldn't Make This Up, on The Neil Prendival Show weekdays from 9am on Cork's Red FM. And listen to the entire series from Wednesday 31st of May on the Go Loud app and wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly, and episode four of You Couldn't Make This Up um, after 11 o'clock, episode four. Now... Show. Red FM. And don't forget to free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park, chicken wings, chicken skewers, beef skewers, beautiful chicken wraps and pittas and lovely beef burgers, all of the basted in the beautiful Piri Piri sauce. And then we got lots of sides, salted fries, Piri salted fries, rice, waffle fries, and also the mayo and the garlic mayo. And then build your own cheesecake for dessert. You have another opportunity now, final opportunity to text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106 and we'll do another bunch of shout outs at about a quarter to midday today uh, a little later on some more calls with regards to our Carew's Wood Garden Centre and Cafe Castle Marta barbecue giveaways 1900 euro worth of a barbecue so uh, more stories on that before midday can I just mention we had a 24 hour turned into a bit longer 24 hour poll up on Twitter following my conversation with Tom Curran the partner of the late Mary Fleming. The question we were asking online is, uh, should Ireland should Ireland legislate for assisted dying? Should there be legislation allowing assisted dying in, dying in the Republic of Ireland? Very big response to this. Hundreds of people responded. And um, it totaled up in the end then, just waiting on the actual total for the assisted dying um, response uh, by... I think it came in at something in the region of 80-20, if I remember correctly. 80-20. But I will give you the final... And Oh, I have the total here now, thank you. That's just got an updated one. Yeah, 80-20. 80% of those that responded said yes. There should be legislation allowing assisted dying in the Republic. 80% of you said yes. 20% said no. So thank you for all of that. And the egging business that's going on down in East Cork, and it's not one isolated incident. There are lots of them. And someone's going to be killed if this isn't stopped and nipped in the bud. Gardaí have received a report of eggs being thrown at cars in your bypass area. Inquiries are ongoing at this time. That's the guarded response I got. No more than that. Unfortunately, I had been hoping for a bit more information because I think it's very, very serious. 
I'm not suggesting that it's not being taken seriously, but that response, unfortunately, leaves a lot to be desired. After the break, episode four of You Couldn't Make This Up. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday, 0818-104-106. Episode five of You Couldn't Make This Up on Monday and then Tuesday's episode and finally Wednesday's episode and then we will load all episodes of the podcast on the uh, GoLoud app and wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, on Wednesday itself, all seven episodes. Meanwhile, I really need to clip along guys so just another few shout outs for free food friday i won't get to everybody my apologies heather house community nursing unit in st mary's health campus in grona Braher. everybody at animal health laboratories uh ag in north mon good morning to you all there too um animal health laboratories ahli sheena house in bandon for don and dispatch and everybody uh, to uh bibe hair salon who are roasting with the heat this morning what is it with stonemasons.ie they've been building the same wall in middleton for months now it's like Hadrian's Wall or something. Northside Tires in the Old Mallow Road. Uh, Little Hands Childcare and Redemption Road. Operations and Transport Staff at National Seaways. To everybody at Dean Civils. JCB Carrick Tool. Carrick Tool Community College. Centra in Toker. Uh, Hepburn Professional Crew who are listening. Elite Valeting Mobile, mobile Services. Uh, Biogold Bio Agri in Killavullen. Uh, my apologies, Cork City National Ambulance Service, uh, Nisbet's Catering, Power Aggregates and Carry Tool, AP Vaughan Recycling, Welton's Centra. Hi to Carol and all the staff and one or two more MCK Electrical and Powdered Off, SOS Recovery, Joe's Edge Hair Salon and Norman, Stan and all the gang keeping Harlequin in top condition. So well done to you all. My apologies. I won't get to all of the shout outs. We'll pick a winner in a few minutes time. Fast couple of calls there to just get some more um, social disasters with regards to inviting people around. First up, Sandra, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? All right. So you might be in the running if you can share the story with us regarding a thing called Tanora Gin. Yes. Um, so I moved across even about six and a half, seven years ago. So I decided to host um, a gin party for, you know, a move-in. <laughs> um, so there was a, there's a load of us. Like, I'm a host anyway, so I'd host anything, to be honest. Um, so You're the hostess well, with the mostess. I am, yeah. <laughs> I'd celebrate anything needed, to be honest. <laughs> so I had a few over, and uh, we were trying all different gins, and then they came to the Tanor gin. Um, but sure, we were after loads, so I was horsing the gin in anyway, and um, <laughs> I actually never put in a mixer. In. <laughs> <laughs> so we were tasting, we were like, oh, the Tanor tastes a little bit off, and I was like, sure, they're changing tastes all the time, the Tanora. So we left, um, we left to head down to Crosshaven Village. Uh, we went to Fitzgibbons, actually. Uh, we left the front door and none of us can remember. Neil, I was vomiting Tanora for the week. Uh, wait, tanora gin, does it need yeah. a mixer or is it Tanora and gin? Or what is it? <laughs> no, Tanora gin is just like gin, but you're meant to add like um, a Diet 7 Up or like a, a Slimline Tonic or something. Which my sister announced that she was expecting, so we were hearting the gin. We were actually gluttons, Neil, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> man, it must have been really some hard. headache the next day. Oh, I see a bottle of it oh. here. It's red gin. Black water, yeah, tanora gin. Yeah, I wonder what that tastes like. Neil, but I haven't t- touched tanora since. That's the problem, you see, is put you off a cork, <laughs> st- a cork delicacy for life now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pure cork people, we were lashing in the tanora. <laughs> and the headache in the morning? 
Wicked, yeah. I was vomiting for the week, oh, to be honest. For God's sake. It's always great at the time, but the headaches and the hangovers. It is, yeah. So I'd love to win the barbecue, Neil, to be honest. All right, hang in there. Let's see what happens. I want to get another couple of calls in first. Uh, Martin's on WhatsApp. Martin, go ahead. And I wouldn't mind, but you're a chef. Morning, Neil. How are you? You're a chef. Go I'm, on. I'm a chef for over 30 years, I'll tell you. Um, so let's just say some years back from my ex-partner's 40th, I did a barbecue at the house. And so the same day, I was up to 99, but about 25 or 30 people I was running around. So I threw a lash of what I thought were good burgers on the barbecue. And sure, before long, I had the lid closed and the fat started hitting the, the coals below and the uh, the lava rocks. So, of course, the flames started coming up out of the barbecue. Tell me about it. So, our hero opened the door and I was working away. And the next thing, cool as a cucumber, her best friend walked over and said, uh, Martin, should there be flames in that there? So I said, what? And whatever way I looked, there's the rubber tube that goes from the barbecue down to the... Um, Gas the gas cylinder. <laughs> it was on fire. There was flames all over. It was about to hit the regulator, and I thought, "Jesus Christ, we'll all be blown." Please tell me there's a safety valve, though, on that feckin' barrel. Something I don't know. Like. I mean, it was a, it was a regular butane bottle. I'm sure the regulator was obviously switched on because the gas was flowing. But sure, I just grabbed the cloth anyway, quick thinking, and then I wrapped it around it and I doused the flames. <laughs> I'd have, I'd have ran. <laughs> it just run. I nearly did. Needless to say, I didn't live it down for about another year and a half. <laughs> what happened to the burgers? Were they edible? Well, they were edible. I the and everyone said, oh my God, Martin, the food was beautiful. Everything was lovely. And I was looking at them saying, yeah, you're fucking lucky to be here. Let <laughs> me with you. <laughs> crazy, crazy person. Hang in there, Martin. Brian, good morning. Good morning, Neil. All right. Some great calls this morning. Some of them could have ended um, up in serious disaster. Go ahead. I just wanted to fill you in. Yeah, the in-laws invited us in for a barbecue. And they don't and, often uh, invite you around, I'm told. <laughs> no, no. And um, when you hear the end of this, you'll, you'll, you'll know well why, Neil. You'll know well why. Um, so we landed away in and um, her dad decided he'd cook and like he'd get very stressed out, very easily stressed, great crack, but very easily stressed. So we're all excited, landed in anyway, and um, my sister-in-law's husband there works at McCarthy's out in Bishopstown and he landed down with all the finest cuts of um, steak and burgers and all what you could think of. Just as the father-in-law hits the barbecue with the first piece of meat, it started absolutely lashing out of the heavens. Oh, typical Irish weather. I could yeah. see the kind of edginess kind of getting getting in with the unlaws. They were getting uneasy. And sure, there was four grandchildren wandering around the house. And um, they were trying to save a new a newly done up sitting room from getting trashed by the four grandkids. <laughs> so we sent, them out to the, we sent them out to the garden to play. Um, so we brought the grub into the house and we were eating away inside um, Neil and um, stuck the raincoats on the lads and left them out. Next thing we heard a scream from the garden. Um, the mother-in-law was losing her life altogether and we were kind of saying, Jesus, someone ring the ambulance. There's something gone seriously wrong here. I uh, went out to the garden and the, gra- the grandkids had pulled, I'd say, every plant, every flower, anything you could think of inside in the garden was on a nice, neat heap in the centre of the garden. Oh, my God. Oh, the mother-in-law's pride and joy pride all destroyed joy. within a couple of minutes. They oh. thought they were they thought they were doing God's work, but they actually trashed the place. Within. What did they? What did they say? Why? Why? Why did they do it? Uh, they were picking weeds. <laughs> they were pulling weeds. They were helping. They were helping nanny. They were tidying up nanny's garden. They were pulling weeds for her. And what did nanny and granda make of it? 
Oh, sure, they could, like we'll say, Grandad didn't mind too much. Look, he wouldn't, um, he wouldn't get into the guard button. Any, like you could tell by the look on her face. The look said it all, Neil. The look on her face, she was just distraught. Do but you, of course, you pretend she didn't mind it. Do you ever um, wonder what they said after you left that evening? Oh, <laughs> I'd rather not know, Neil. I'd rather not know. <laughs> We're, we're we're in barbecue season now, and I still haven't got to, I haven't got the invite for this year no, yet. Anyway, no, I don't think you will either, Brian. To be honest with you, I'd say that's so not going to be I'm hoping, right. you, I'm hoping you're going to do the business for us, Neil. All right, hang in there, kid. We'll see what we can do. It ain't up to me. We have to take a vote on this year to find out which one of those calls in the last hour and a half were the best to win a one thousand nine hundred euro barbecue, the super deluxe Weber Genesis gas grill barbecue. Um, if you're heading out and about this weekend and you're doing a bit of garden centre uh, visiting, then check out Karoo. Wood Garden Centre and Cafe in Castle Martyr and go down there hungry because they've got a beautiful cafe and it serves the most gorgeous food and everything for the garden. Perfect for plants and you're going to just head down there and have a browse around, buy some bits and pieces, have some food and whatever you and enjoy yourself. Back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 086-8104-106 Gorks Red FM. Yo, Brian, man. Hello. Who would have thought lying to a neighbour, burning down the shed, trashing a barbecue and destroying a lawnmower would actually win somebody a prize? But it seems, as, <laughs> seems as if... Unbelievable, Neil. <laughs> I'm slow to give it to you, though. What if you burn it down again? I, I promise, I promise, I've learned my lesson. I will never. And you might even get an invite yourself, Mr. Prendergast. <laughs> Do you still live in the same house with the same neighbour, though? I don't, I don't. That's a shame, because I was going to make it a condition of you winning this two grand barbecue that you invite the neighbour that you lied to and ignore and ghost around for I a barbecue. Will, I'll invite him, I'll, I'll call to the house and I'll invite him over. Okay, I want proof of that. I'm going to let you have this, enjoy it, get many years of good work out of it. For God's sake, don't go wrecking it. it. Neil, thanks a million. And I want to see a photograph again. of the first barbecue on it. 100% Neil alright man have a great weekend well done thank you thank you to everybody else but obviously as the fellow says we can only have one winner free food Friday winners for this week there's a massive clean up going on at the moment at Brookfield Village all the students have gone and the staff now have to <laughs> have to put it all back together again I suppose Claire hi Neil well darling I'm going to feed you how many of them of you guys are there well, I've about 15 around me, but there's loads more. What did I hear there? A vuvuzela, did I? No, they're beeping horns and everything. <laughs> all right, so take some time out from the clean-up. How many, yeah. like, what, all the different departments, maintenance are there, office are there, cleaning staff, you're painting people in, you've got all the leisure centre staff, all working on it, are they? All working, carpet cleaners, carpet fishers, <laughs> the whole work. They really have trashed the place. <laughs> well, they haven't. They were great crafts, but it uh, still has to be done. Every, I know, every I'm only winding you up. Take no notice of me. Anyway, this will feed about 20 of you. The Red Patrollers are ready to roll with the food from Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. If you can give me a fantastic sunny Friday morning shout out. We will. Go for One it. One second now. <laughs> Needs to warm them up. I've all morning, Claire, instead. Two, three, yeah. <laughs> Another one. Hold the mic away. One sec now. Another one. I love it, man. I love it all day long. Well done. Thanks, Claire. Enjoy Thanks the food. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Take care. Have a great weekend. You too have a great weekend, and I'll see you Monday. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.